Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Who remembers the BJ and Bill show all those years ago on WOLZ? Well, many have said they missed the show. And guess what? They're back. Welcome to the BJ and Bill podcast. Welcome to BJ and Bill the podcast, a part of the podcast playground network. Please give us that five-star review. We will so much appreciate it. You can do that wherever you subscribe, whether it be Apple, Spotify, you know, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We welcome you to episode number 78. 78. Holy cow. Holy cow. It's really, no. we, we need to do, I mean, we got time, but we really need to think of something special for like the hundredth episode or something when you really need to have a party or a couple of big time guests or something like that. I don't know. That sounds like a good plan though. Well, speaking of parties, we had a yes. party earlier this week. You and I, we met in downtown Claremont. I want to thank you for driving down. Would you call that a would you call that a party or just two old men having lunch on the patio somewhere? <laughs> That's, yeah, well, it was awesome. Yeah. It really it was awesome. I got to admit. And your little your little neighborhood, I know it's not your you don't live right downtown, downtown, but that little part of downtown old historic Claremont there on the lake on Lake Mineola is, is just beautiful. I fell in love with it. I was like, yeah. wow, it's awesome. It is awesome. So we walked around, did a little, you know, shopping and kibitzing with the locals and all of that. And then had, and then we had lunch at, what was it? Oh, the salt shit, not to give them yeah, a the, plug because they didn't the, give us any free food, but salt, the salt check. check. Yeah. And hopefully our uh, waitress there actually listened. She, you know, she wanted to know the name, right? And right. Uh, Bill texted her. The you know she, Bill, Bill got a phone number. I got a phone number. Yeah, I have a young lady waitress at the Salt Shake. I don't. Yeah, I don't. But, I'm not too worried about it. But yeah, you, you he said don't her. be creepy or I'll block you. I said yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. So now she's been creepy with you all week. Come on, you can admit it. <laughs> I'll show you the text. I sent one text, received zero back. So oh. perhaps she listens. Perhaps not. Well, now, but, but having said that, and we, we, so we blew it. We blew our opportunity here because we should have gotten the name. We should have gotten her name. So we could have done a shout out here on the podcast. And then I could have texted back to her to say, Hey, we mentioned you on the podcast, but at least now we'll know that, you know, I'll, maybe I'll do it anyway without the name. Uh, I'll say we didn't know your name, but we sent you a, a she was very sweet. I mean, I really, was terrific. She, yeah. She was a gr- great waitress, and probably by her saying, I really want to listen to your podcast, was, you know, I'm going to get a good tip because right. they're good, they're, I'm going to ask, I'm going to act like I'm interested in their little stupid podcast. That's right. I'm sure you're right. I am sure it was all just a great plan to get a good tip, and we were we were generous, and it was it worked out for everybody. Worked and out like, for everybody. That's like all I'm say, saying. She was a very sweet young lady. So yes. yes. That was awesome. And it was good get, getting together with you, old man. Thank you. Same to you, old man. It was awesome. Yeah, you can still walk. You're still upright. That's good to know. Uh, I don't know. Going up that hill when we went to the one little shopping center, where because we had to, the the bad thing about this restaurant is it's right on Lake Mineola. Yes. And the parking lot for the actual restaurant holds about 
15, 20 cars at the most. If that, yes. And then, you know, parking downtown is, you know, at least in that area down by the water, because a lot of people, as you notice, it has a nice little pathway for you to bicycle, for you to, you know, scooter, walk yep. your dog, whatever you want to do. So it's a big, you know, it's a, it draws a lot of people. Yes. And we were there, what, on a uh, Thursday afternoon. It was quite busy. I was surprised how busy the downtown was on a, on a regular weekday. Of course, it's kind of like, quote unquote, tourist season. But I get it. The restaurant was full. I yeah. mean, they were waiting. So, yeah. So, I, yeah, we had to walk. So we had to go up a, a hill. Up the hill. I was glad I was still, you know, upright after I walked up that hill. That was, to me, by the time we got to the top, I was like, okay, I, I, I'm done. I got my workout for the day. I get you. Yeah, me too. It was fine. It was fine. So, yeah, it was great fun, and we'll do it again. And, uh, you know, we're already thinking about getting together again in the future here. Not a bad idea. So there you go. There you and go. Brother, he was blowing smoke or not, uh, Ted Fitzgeorge, because I mentioned it. You know, we mentioned it. There's some pictures on the on the Facebook page. Right. And uh, Ted Fitzgeorge uh, said, oh, man, nice you guys could get together again. I said, yeah, next time we do it, we'll have to invite you. And he said, I'll be there. Well, he's, yes, that would be awesome. He's, of course, in the middle of baseball spring training now. He's already been posting like mad with that. Uh, baseball spring training has started. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, the new home, well, they've been there a couple of years. Um, the new home of the Atlanta Braves in spring training is literally bike rideable from where I used to live in uh, Northport, in Venice and Northport. So, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Fort Myers. I was saying, what? No. You got another team in Fort Myers? Yeah, no, they got three already, right? With three? Twins? No, two. Boston. Twins in Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twins in Boston. I thought they had... They, but they, the twin, but Boston moved out to JetBlue Park years ago, so that's that's the new part. I've never been to JetBlue Park. It's a nice park. I've been there for a couple, like, food fest or whatever. I've never really cool. been there for a... Well, yeah, no, I have been there for a couple games. Cool. Very cool. A lot of Cubs play there. I've been to, yeah, the other two, of course, but uh, which we called City of Palms Park, where Boston used to play, and then, and then which we called Hammond Stadium for the Twins. I actually, when Ted couldn't make it, I actually think I called one. I know I called a few Fort Myers Miracle games, and I think I might have even done one Twins game. I'm not sure, but Ooh. I don't remember. I don't remember. So it was fun, big fun. Of course, I remember. Oh, now I say I can remember. Now I can't remember the name of the park out there on uh, out there. Uh, what is that? State Road seventy two eighty two. What is that? You could tell me anything. I wouldn't remember. What do you out think? there? Out there by Wink Television, right? That's where there used to be a ballpark. Oh yes, and the Royals, the Kansas the Roy City Royals played there. Yes. And we did a couple of events there. That's all right. Now I got to go to, I got to, I got to Google that. So yeah, well, but while you're, right. while you're Googling it, that's also where the senior league played, which was a short lived league of retired baseball players. And that's, you know, from the, you know, the, the major league baseball, but right. uh, yeah, but they were like, you know, older players that had retired. Right. And it was, it was a fun little league and it lasted about two years, about a in the second season, it went under, so they just didn't have the money to keep right. it operating. And who knows what they were paying those players? But Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I looked it I, up. It's Terry Park. Terry yep, Park. That's it. Yep. Yep. I remember. I Because, and I have a memory of that. I have you and I were they were they were doing a game there and maybe it was maybe it was the Royals back in town or maybe it was I don't remember but there was a real game there there was a and the place is a hundred years old I mean it's literally like 150 years old and and you and I were on the field this is a memory and and we were uh, introducing the teams or introducing something and it came time to do the national anthem and the speakers died. So we sang the national anthem out loud with the crowd. I remember that. That was awesome. Are you that sure was awesome it was me? Fun. I think this might have been when you were a super Q or something. Oh, it, it might have been. It could I have been pre-BJ. I, I, I think it was pre-BJ. Now, I had been there before, and right. my job was a little bit different than uh, what your job was. Right. Uh, because the guy that owned WDCQ for a while right. also owned the Sun Sox. The Sun Sox. That was the senior league. Oh, okay. That played at Terry Park. Okay. And he gave me the job when I wanted it, and I did it a couple nights and had a blast doing it. I was the guy that walked around going, peanuts, popcorn, Cracker Jack, ah. peanuts, popcorn, Cracker Jack. Oh, you were, the, you that were was, the carnival barker. That was, the, that was fun. Awesome. <laughs> awesome well there you go we have terry park memories there there you go that is terrific it's good well i hope everybody else had a good week we had obviously we had a good week got together for some lunch and had some fun and now we're reminiscing about baseball since spring training is uh, underway with that coming up later this morning a special guest which bj will be talking about later but that's all right so what else is going on what are you doing uh yesterday last night we, because uh, uh, the uh, daughter's boyfriend is kind of a big corporate guy at um, oh. SeaWorld. Oh, cool. So he got us, you know, through the door without paying any admission charge. Very oh, nice. Although we had a, you know, we, we ate a little, we drank a little. And so we might as well paid yeah. the admission price. Yeah, they made their money on you. Oh, yeah. Believe me, I think by the time our bill for the meal, and the cocktails and everything else got sorted out. We more than paid what we would pay for a day's admission for both the wife and I to go to SeaWorld. Right, right. But we had an awesome time. And what I really enjoyed too, uh, at, at they have like these weekend concerts going on right now because they have like a little food and wine festival or something going on. Very cool. So we got to see the Newsboys. The, oh, the, they didn't call me? No. They, they didn't call me for the Newsboys show. <laughs> awesome. And I remembered some of the songs, uh, you know, from, you know, Way FM, because it's a Christian group. Oh, okay. I didn't but know that. They really rocked it out. They, they almost surprised me. Cool. And the drummer was just amazing. I could, I was like in, you know, I drummer used to be a drummer. Yeah. I mean, he was like a drummer and a showman, the way he would move his arms up and oh, down. And cool. I just said there was mesmer mesmerized. Yeah, thank you, Bill. Thank You're you. welcome. Yeah, get it out. Oh, very cool. Very, very cool. I'm glad. 
So they're the so the new they're it's a Christian band and it's the news. Oh, I see. They're coming to bring the good news. I got it. I, yeah, the news I figured boys. that out. Yeah, they've been around for quite a while. So cool, very cool. So Sea World it was the other night. Awesome. For yeah, you. The only thing yeah. we didn't get to see is uh, my daughter's friend Lauren, who uh, they don't call them shows anymore. Now they're educational programs. Of course, but, you know where they you know like the animals come out and they talk about the animals. And the animals do not do tricks, but they kind of do tricks. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because it's, you know, educational. It's not a show where they're oh, doing Oh, I see. Is that how they're fan- that's, yeah, that's how they That's how they do it now. But she's uh, with Shamu. Cool. But, uh, you know, they have the Shamu Park down right now. Oh, they do? So we're definitely going to go back and Very good. Gonna watch, you know, my daughter's friend do her, do her educational thing with Shamu. Awesome. That is so awesome. Do they still get in the water with them no that's since that death like i don't know how many years ago a long time ago they have not been able which i really i mean i remember sea world from my younger days me too you know they would ride them they would you know all this you know the 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 whales would dart them up into the air like you know i don't know how many feet in the air Yep. yep one of the most awesome sights you could ever see but nope those days are long gone I, I'm yeah, not sure how I feel about that. Well, no, I think that I, I I think I do feel about that. That that's okay. I mean, I don't. It seems a little like I don't know what's the fancy word exploitative for the critters and the and the people. It's it's a good. I mean, if you can do a show, fine. But I I don't yeah I don't know. And it could be dangerous, like you said. It's all all kinds of things. Um, so my, I don't know. My, my view, it's 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 you know I know it's not a domestic like they say a dog and a cat can be right. Right. But it's the same thing as having your dog, you know, trained, do tricks and, and be trained. And I will tell you this, because at one time my daughter was an educator mm-hmm. at SeaWorld and, you know, would be the, the little girl that would be out there going, you know, the, uh, you know, whatever it was, the dolphin or the, you know, the, the sea lions. Right. You would tell you different things about the sea lion right. or whatever and, you know, be able to ask questions, you know, and things like that. And but they take such good care. I mean, yes, they're in captivity, but those animals are taken care of ten million times better than any in the wild. Sure. And a lot of times they're ones that, if you would let them go in the wild now, they wouldn't see probably a week. Well, sure, because they were born and raised in at SeaWorld or yeah. in captivity or wherever they happen to be. I get it. Yeah, I do. I, I understand that. So, I. It's an odd thing. It kind of is. It's an odd thing. But then again, there's a lot of odd things in this world. So, you know, just whatever works for you, I guess. Whatever works. So so, we we had a very good day. Awesome. But I'll tell you, the drinks there, they're expensive. (laughs) So so SeaWorld, in other words, could probably just let people in for free, but with like a two-drink minimum. Yeah. (laughs) Like like a bar. (laughs) And they know they're going to make their money that way. Now, for the newsboys, the up-close seats, that did cost you money. Okay. But general admission for, you know, just to watch the concert in the amphitheater they have there. Right. It was free to uh, guests at SeaWorld. Awesome. Except for the real close ones, like I said, then they had to pay a, a premium price for that. It's probably how they paid for the band. Yeah, but, but <laughs> It's like, all right, we're going to have 100 good seats, and we're going to charge for those, and you can have that. Yeah, but, yeah. It, but, but it was a very good – and then, of course, they got all sorts of little tricks. 
you know, if you want like, you know, VIP parking, mm -hmm. be right up there by the gate, you know, that, that costs a little extra too. So really, <clears throat> they, they actually, they, they have ways of making, of money. course they do. Of course. I haven't been to any park in five, six, seven, five, six years, at least is, does Disney have VIP parking? I'm assuming they do. That's such a brilliant idea. I don't but, know if they do or not. Now that I think about it, see, no, I, I, why wouldn't they? I would get it if they had it. Right. But I'm lucky enough to have one of those uh, um, mobility scooters with a of course. You know, with a little sticker on my car that says, you know, of course. Handicap parking. And I, I you know, I get along because as you said, we walked up the hill. I I get I get around sure. well. I want to spend a half a day at a park and you know, do all that walking, then I have difficulties. Yes. So that's why I have my little mobility scooter. Right. And and I like to exercise, so every once in a while, the wife and I will, you know, I'll let her be the handicapped person and ride the scooter for a little while. Get a little extra. That's good. While I walk, but she walks most of the day. I, I walk remember a little yeah. of the day. I, I remember when my parents were both still with us, and we did Disney World. Woo! That would have been twenty five years ago. But even then, my mother we she we had a wheelchair for her, and yeah, that also gets you to the front of the line a lot. Although I hear nowadays that they they have to kind of patrol that because people kind of abuse that privilege now that it's like, oh, we'll bring a wheelchair and we'll get to the front of the line every time or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So can't, you know, it's too crazy, too crazy. Have you ever been to, um, this is the, I think this is the last time I was ever at a real park was I went, I did the SeaWorld Aquatica Park. Have you ever done that? Oh yeah, we've done that a couple of times. One time That's we just- That's super cool. Yeah. Now wait a minute. Aquatic is that where the you can swim with the dolphins? Yes, and yes. it's like it's like one price. They only let a fixed number of people in every day, and it's crazy expensive. I mean, it was then. It's probably much crazier expensive now, but it's everything. It's like going to it's like going to a sandals resort in the Bahamas. All the food, all the drink, all the whatever you want. It's just just one price. You're done. Come on in for the day. Now I think and they I enjoyed have... that a lot. I think they have changed that maybe because they just found two people, too many people are getting too wasted. Now I think there is like a drink minimum or something like that. Right. Well, but was it still, I think all the food and stuff you want. Right. And I'm not a big drinker, so I didn't, it wasn't a big deal for me at the time, but I do remember having a couple of spritzers of some sort for sure. Well, yes. Oh, well, I had enough that I fell out of a hammock. That's all I remember. <laughs> That's funny. I was swapping messages. A friend of mine in one of my online marketing groups, she and her mother are visiting Mexico right now. They're down in Mexico. She's, of course, still on Wi-Fi and still communicating with all of us. But she sent a picture of her in a hammock. And I'm like, oh, I have evil memories of me trying to get into a hammock when I was younger. And we were the family was on a cruise in the Bahamas. And I, I just I got in and it flipped me. I mean, it was perfect. Thank God, no iPhones at the time, because the pictures would have been hilarious of Bill <laughs> trying to lay down in this thing and it just swinging right over and dumping him right on his face in the sand. It would have been a great picture. That's Thankfully, what there are no that's, pictures. That's what happened to me, and my feet were straight up in the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that probably was me too. Thankfully, it was long enough ago that I don't remember it. So I put that one out of my memory. It's like, and of gone. course, not only that, but then my wife. You know, we were, you know, swimming, you know, where you can swim with a snorkel and see fish sure, and sure, sure. everything underneath you. Yes. Uh, she almost drowned. So very lovely day. I, I go flying out of a hammock and almost kill myself. My <laughs> wife almost drowns. And my daughter says, I'll never take you to again. 
I was going to ask how you almost drown while you're wearing a life vest and a, and the water's like four feet deep, but I never mind. This is another story for another day. So, <laughs> all right. So there's our, there's our, uh, whatchamacallit park stories for the week. All good. All good. Boy. And it, it's been, a, it's kind of been a busy week around here. I don't know. I've got a lot going on and uh, doing a lot of the internet marketing stuff and all of that. Like I said, this friend of mine that's in Mexico, she's, She's our team leader and all that stuff. So we do these Zoom calls. It's just getting crazy out there. It really is. So Well, tomorrow is going to be like I'm back in uh, radio, doing morning radio, waking up at uh, like 4, 4, 24 o'clock in the morning. You so mentioned I that. In, I have to be in Tampa for a uh, heart cath. Oh, man. They at like what time? Uh, I have to be there at 630. And, you know, by the time they put me up on the lift, it'll probably be like about 1030. And <laughs> on the lift. <laughs> ah, so you have to be there you have to be at tampa general at 6 30 a.m yes wow and you know what's really i mean this this is i mean it's a wonderful hospital sure but they have like seven cath labs okay right and i think i'm scheduled i think my appointment is scheduled to be in the cath lab like at 10 or 10 15 10 30 do they have a vip cath lab for you they, they should dang it you've paid for it yeah well, anyway, my, my insurance company paid for yeah, it. I yeah, didn't yeah, pay. Yeah. But nonetheless, a lot of times they get emergencies. Oh. So, and sometimes they go, you know, they go in and they go, oh, we need to put stents in or we need to do, we need to do some more. And they've actually done that, you know, to me before. They've got me in the cath lab and then, okay, we need to put a stent here and a stent there, you know. And Wow. So you're in there longer than they really have you scheduled for. Okay. So I love it when I have to be there at five o'clock in the morning and I'm scheduled to go in the cath lab at seven 30, because usually you go in the cath lab around seven 8 o'clock. Gotcha. Now this time I'm scheduled for like, you know, 10, 10 30. Right. And there's been times I've been scheduled for like 10, 10 30 and they haven't rolled me down until after lunchtime. Oh man. And what really sucks is you can't eat or drink. Nothing, not even water. Well, you can have a little bit of water with your pills if you have pills to take. Oh, great! But wow. that's it. Wow! And you're going, oh my god! And then you know when they bring you back because they have to use my groin. I I don't know why. I have use bad. <laughs> I have bad. I have bad arteries in my arm because some people they can put it in their wrist. Oh, with Yee. me, they got to go. You know, down down to the groin Yee. and go up to the heart. And so when you're doing that, you have to lay down flat for two hours after you've had your procedure. Wow. So then they don't want to feed you for the next hour, at least, because, you know, they can't really, they can kind of put you up a little bit after an hour. Right. So it's like, you know, sometimes it's three, four o'clock. It's like, I want a freaking sandwich. <laughs> wow. All right. So there's BJ. And it's funny because we were kind of comparing. I'm not doing it, but our other friend, Miss Vicky, who was on the show, shout out to Miss Vicky Wagner, who was on the show with us last week. She's actually having like a football injury. She's having rotator cuff surgery or something like something related to that because her shoulder is shot. And she's got to drive from her small town up in, you know, up in the Blue Ridge area down into the big city of Atlanta. Whew on Wednesday morning. So tomorrow morning, you're going to Tampa Wednesday morning, you know, sending our, uh, sending blessings to, to Vicky for good. Cause she's got to be in Atlanta at like eight 30 in the morning. And I'm like, Oh my God, the heart now, of 
of morning rush hour traffic of everybody going into Atlanta. Wow. I would be leaving it like midnight. I'd be leaving it on the night before. I so, might say, let me get a hotel next to the, uh, next, to, next the to the hospital. Yeah. 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 Next to the surgery center. That's, I mean, and you've done, well, you've done that because Tampa general, of course, when they want you there for multiple days, they, put you in a hotel or whatever they do so yeah I no no it. you put yourself in a hotel. you put your right they, they, it sounds good to, yeah no the days of staying overnight in the hospital are done even for even for vip bj odom right now right. like if they give me a stent and i go in later than probably like noon right they usually ask me to spend the night there oh okay and if i keep an eye on you Sometimes I have a stent even and do it early in the morning. Right. They'll let me out like around five or six o'clock. They like to watch you for a little while after they put one of those in, I guess. Wow. Man. Now with Miss Vicky, will they keep her overnight or is that one day surgery? No, I don't. I think it's just a one day thing. I really do. I think it's in and out in, in a, you know, like, you know, like, like, like an oil change, you know, don't even get out of the car. I mean, it's <laughs> so I'm pretty sure she's going to not stay the night and we'll be back in blue ridge wednesday evening it's a good question i'll ask her and i'll check in with her on that to make yeah, sure because like my wife had a fatty tumor taken right out of her and uh you know so you had to cut her open to do it obviously Ooh. yeah but that was like she was and i figured we'd be there at least a couple hours after she had it done right she was back in the you know recovery and Back in her room, and I was in there, you know, she was coming out of anesthesia, which is always fun with her. She, she's a little wackadoo every once in a while when she first comes out of uh, anesthesia. But like two years, two hours later, they were saying, you can get dressed and you can You're take done. her home. You're out of here. Now, they wouldn't let her drive. I had to drive home. No, of course not. Yeah. But they don't let me drive after a, they don't really put me all the way out. I don't have anesthesia, but they give me some, some really happy juice. <laughs> It's like the doctor could come in and tell me anything, and I'd go, "Yeah, why not do uh, it? Yeah, do whatever uh, you want to." Uh, the big comet is the big comet hits the planet in two hours. It's all over. Oh, great! Have a fun time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, I know. Awesome. Well, yeah, I get it. That's good. That's good for you. Good for everybody. Well, so apparently we're talking medical procedures today, and 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 I've been thankful. Knock on wood. Bill knocking on wood that. Uh, Hasn't been a thing for me. I've been okay. So counting my blessings, as they say. I've been in hospitals ever since I've been a kid. It's like I said, it's it's like another day at the office. <laughs> for you, yes. Not everybody has that, not everybody has that casual attitude about going to the hospital, but yeah, that's yeah, I hear you. I hear and, you. And, and I hate, you know, because I get I get, you know, yeah, I get a little nervous, but I'm always seeing all these people, you know, like I'm going in for this or I got to go get this. I got to get a stress test. I got to get a heart cath. Right. I said, and, and I feel sorry for them. And I know they're nervous. I know they're worried, but I look at it. And I go, yeah. yeah. Amateurs. <laughs> Amateurs. <laughs> you got more, you got more replacement parts than a 69 Chevy. I mean, come on. <laughs> Where was I? Somebody actually said that. Maybe it was you this week. Somebody said something about more. You got more parts than. I don't know, but it was, I don't know, somebody was kind of like said the same thing. Like, oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't me, but it's a good line. It's yeah. a good line. So you can use that if, should you ever get back around to stand up, you can use that oh. as your, you know, I got more replacement parts. My, 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 my comedy line was always, 
I got more parts than a chicken McNugget. There you that, go. That was my little, you know. There you go. More that was kind of my opener. I'd always say, hey, good to be here. Of course, good to be anywhere. I had a heart transplant, had a kidney transplant. I got more parts than a chicken McNugget. That was like always that. my opening little bit. That's a good one. That's a that's a good opener. You got to catch their attention. I love that. I do. <laughs> that's great. Well, I'm hoping. Yes. I got my fingers crossed that it's our, crunch our, time. Yeah. Yeah, that our guest will be available here. Okay. Uh, he is in Los Angeles. I will say that. Wow. I did talk to him and gave him, sent him, a, you know, a little text message yesterday afternoon. Right. Uh, actually, I sent one, you know, like Friday, and then I sent one again yesterday because I told him I would. And he okay. goes, "Yep, I'm ready to go." So it'll be eight o'clock his time. Right. It'll be eleven o'clock on a Monday when we record this. So yes, hopefully our our, our guest. He's he's like the biggest star that I know. The second biggest star that I know. Right. We I'm had this say, discussion, I think, off the air last time. But yeah, you were saying he's like a big star, but he's not quite Shaq level. No. Shaq is the guy. Yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. my second most famous friend, I guess I can say. I, I really need to talk to the boss, your son, and and yours truly really needs to meet Shaq somewhere. I mean, I've only been writing about the guy for literally years. And... Every week, I write something about him for the Shaq Fu Radio website. Go visit it uh, if you like that kind of music and, and you know, all that great stuff. But I've never met the man. So I really, I got to figure that out. I, I still don't know if he really knows my name. Because he would always call whenever he sees me because my son <clears throat> goes, he, he is my son. Right. He's not adopted. He's nothing like that. But he goes by. Thomas is his last name. Right. What's a radio Which is, name? We yeah, all have radio, radio names. names. Yes. Yeah, his, his his stage name, whatever you yeah, want to call it. Yeah, you're the only guy around that we know, that I know in the business that doesn't have a radio name, but that's Well, okay. I do. It's Bubba James, but I, I didn't use it. when I See, right. when I first moved to Florida, I thought I was only going to be here for six months, maybe a year at the most. Right. And then move back to Indiana. Right. I got here and I said, hey, no way, I'm going back. I'm not leaving. This is paradise, baby. I'm not leaving. So basically, yeah, I use my name just so when people came down here on vacation, they go, oh, I know that guy. Right. You know, if you use an air name, like nobody knows who you are. Right. But my guy, when I was getting to the story, though, Shaq. my son uses Thomas. So whenever I'm around Shaq, he knows me as Gentry's son, and he oh. always calls me Mr. Thomas. Mr. Thomas. It's like, I'm going to go. I, I don't own Wendy's. <laughs> Dave Thomas. Dave's no longer with us. I, I'm but... not BJ Thomas. Oh, there you go. Boy, oh boy, there's so many options to play with here. You could be any part. Yeah. Do you think you know, Shaq would he... know who BJ Thomas is if you asked him? I'm not ah, sure. He might. I don't he know. He might. <laughs> well, hopefully well, our, our guest will join us in just a couple moments here. All right. So uh, do this. Go refill your coffee. I'm going to do the same. Do whatever you need to do. And uh, we will come back with our special guest in just a moment. Hey 
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. I'm Bill Stevens. That's BJ Odom. And we have a guest who BJ will introduce in a moment. But first, let me remind you, if you'd like to get in touch, we would love to hear from you. Uh, you can uh, email the show, BJ and Bill podcast at gmail.com. Or you can head over to the Facebook page by the same name, BJ and Bill podcast. And uh, lots of folks just adding comments and stories there. We love it. What we really love is for you to add your uh, five-star review wherever you listen to this podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, does not matter. Stop by, leave the review. We'll love you forever. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. BJ Odom. I love this guy. I probably first worked with him uh, maybe 30 years ago, but I don't know. We, we really didn't become friends the first time. The first time. But over the years, we've become close friends. Ladies and gentlemen, you may remember him as the neighbor there in Family Ties, Skippy. My good buddy, Mark Price, welcome to the podcast. How you doing there, BJ? I'm doing great, man. I'm glad you it's can join us. It's been a lot of years, a lot of years. I just played at uh, Side Splitters in Tampa, and it's the same building. It's the same venue that was there 35 years ago. <laughs> and I hadn't played it in probably that long you know so 30 plus years and now, so when i came back i i thought i had never played there i didn't even understand it was that old of a club or anything and uh and i came back and i was like wait a minute i recognize this i go did they used to have a condo in those buildings right over there <laughs> the first time i worked with you it was in fort myers and i don't know how long ago it was it was probably close to 30 years i was just kind of getting into comedy too i only did about five minutes up front, but you did a little theater in downtown Fort Myers. And I remember after the show and, and I, you know, I don't want to get you in trouble or anything, but this was 30 years ago. So I don't think it, I will, but we went out to some club. We did some clubbing afterwards and the women were just walking to you. And I was like, Hey, what am I minced meat over here or something? Well, I've had that feeling now since I understand that feeling. I've been the, uh, I've been the one watching the girls look directly through you to the other younger, more eligible guy, bigger, more famous guy, um, better looking guy, all that. Yes. I've had that. Um, my Skippy superpowers have waned as you could imagine. Skippy doesn't have the powers he used to, huh? No, not to get into restaurants, not to uh, get the women, nothing. Well, that's like, you know, our, our good buddy here, of course, he, you know, he's part owner in the company is uh, Shaquille O'Neal. And, uh, you know, every once in a while, he'll go into a restaurant. And my son one time wanted to say, I'll be the big shot because, you know, he's part of the company, too, said, I will buy the meals. It was like about eight of them. They went to a nice steakhouse. I think the meal was close to a thousand dollars. And my son goes, oh, my God, I'm going to have to pay this. And he was getting his card out. And just as he was, the gentleman said, you know, if you can have Shaq take a picture with me. I'll cop this meal. He said, I'll make it happen. <laughs> so funny. There you go. So what are you up to these days? I know you're, 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 you're touring. You, we just looked at the, your schedule. You are a busy, busy boy. Yeah, I don't even think all the dates are in the, uh, on the website uh, yet. Um, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of uh, touring, but uh, 
this year uh, is an interesting year for me because I haven't made a movie in ages. You know, some people remember Trick or Treat with Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Simmons. Uh, great soundtrack by the heavy metal band Fastway. Uh, mm-hmm. Horror movie from the 80s. Of course, most of my my work is from the 80s. And uh, and then um, I made some other movies, but um, I just made a movie again for the first time in it's been many moons and I play the bad guy. It's a co uh, starring role, not the main role, but the antagonist of sorts. It's a horror film. Again, it's called witchy ways, witchy ways, witchy ways. Now in the, in the trick or treat movie, it's of the late eighties when they were having, uh, you know, Senate hearings about the labeling of the rock albums and accusing people like Ozzy Osbourne of, uh, their music uh, leading uh, youngsters astray, etc. You remember that whole controversy, oh, yeah. and that's what the movie taps into. It was topical at the time, so this movie, you know, being topical of now's time, I actually get attacked by a trans ghost. <laughs> a trans? What? He's not sure if he's dead or not. What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. A wonderful trans actress named Candy Kane, Candace Kane, is one of the stars of this movie, and uh, she's fabulous. Just really, really funny. And um, yeah, there I am again on the. uh, Well, like you can't call it the big screen anymore, can you? Unless people have that in their living room, but that's about as big as it gets. Streaming anymore? Yeah. Right. We'll see what platforms it ends up on. Any any idea when it might be uh, dropping to? They're editing and they're finishing it right now. And I expect that it'll be on platforms uh, before the year's out. I'm not sure if they'll make uh, Halloween because it is that, you know, witchy horror, right. campy kind of thing. But um, we'll see if uh, if it if it gets to Halloween or later. But I, I anticipate 2024. Awesome. You know, you know who you need to have your um, agent get a hold of? They're, you know, doing like the remake of Night Court. And they're bringing back a lot of people that were, you know, in 80s movies and 80s shows. Uh, as guest stars, that'd be a good fit for you. Well, you know that um, Marshall Warfield and I, who played that wonderful character Roz on Night Court, we went out on tour not all that long ago. And in fact, we were in Fort Myers together. Yeah, um, I, I was at that show. Yeah, and uh, and that uh, was great. That was just, she was just beginning to kind of get back into stand-up at that point. It was such an honor to be a part of that. And then she, uh, you know, got her own show in vegas and really built it up and now she's a part of the new night court too i don't know if you know that they have her on it yeah i, I saw her a few weeks ago and I, that's why i was thinking yeah. it'd be excellent for you to you know kind of like you know talk to the powers that be and say you know <laughs> skippy couldn't make an appearance you know on night court that's <laughs> something that you'd make a, you'd make a great fit on that show yeah. you're like talk to your agent i'm like uh what agent <laughs> <laughs> well, I was talking I to you. It's all DIY with, for him. It's do it yourself. I used to be with Jay Leno's agent wow. back in the day. Wow. And now I'm with Flo from Progressive. <laughs> well, I but, you got I got a call from you over the, you know, like last week. And we were zooming and you were out in the desert. Was that the what now? Where was that? In Arizona or where where were you for sure? I, I still am, by the way, just so you know. I'm I'm heading back to LA now. I, I'm uh that's what I do when I'm not working. And in this case, I went to go do a gig. But if I'm around L.A. to do a gig or when I'm not doing gigs, I like to get out into the preferably the the mountains and the forests. Uh, but if it's wintertime, then the deserts 
are a lot more appealing. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, it turns out I'm a snowbird, really. What you, your no, mother? I'm serious. Yeah, that's nice. I love that. I lived in, I lived in Arizona for seven, eight years or whatever. Where do you go? People mock snowbirds. Well, first of all, I go to Florida every year in the winter. I was, right. my mom lives in Naples. You were just about to say that, right, PJ? Yes, I was. And I got to go visit her. And uh, my sister lives on the other side. She lives in Coral Springs. And my nephews live around there, Fort Lauderdale and blah, blah, blah. And so um, every year I go in the winter to Florida for at least a few weeks. It's just like, you know, every good Jewish man should. <laughs> and and, uh, and retirement is imminent. It's just a matter of time, right? There you go. I play. That's what's so funny is I play in these places now. They're retirement communities and they're 55 and older. And I just turned, you know, that age. <laughs> no really this week was my birthday and uh february 23rd just a few i don't know when people are listening to this but right. two days ago and uh and i like to say now i'm uh 56 56 well yeah they're not by the way they're not retirement communities you may want to readjust your you know thinking they're active adult communities now <laughs> gotcha you don't want to use that word retirement it makes everybody <laughs> yeah, no, feel no, old. that's yeah no Active adult. But that's what appeals to me. I'm like, I can get in this place. Hold on a minute. And, and how, I, how does that I, work? I hate to say it, but we actually we've lived in one of those now for the past four years or more. So yes, we are there. We go to the little the, the clubhouse and see the little shindigs that they have down there. I'm ready. I guess I used to mock it, but now I'm ready. It's funny how that works, isn't it? It is. It is. Fifty Shades of Grey now refers to the hair on my balls. <laughs> but that that's why I use just for men and just for men balls, a new product. You set it down uh -huh. on the, the ground, you teabag into it. I'm 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 gonna go look for that. That's amazing. That's amazing. So my, my agent set that up for me. <laughs> perfect perfect no by the way i have agents that help me with uh, the road work and stuff in fact one's been uh booking me on cruises lately which has been nice that's the other thing that you get older and all of a sudden it's like hey you know cruises aren't so bad <laughs> saw that on your website you've got a lot of them coming up later in the year and then heading into next year too already yeah i'm, I'm not sure that there's so many coming up but yeah i just did a, i just did a bunch and cool. um i think the website might be confusing it was probably you were probably looking at this year might have stuff, been thinking been. it was next year yeah i gotta work on the website but uh does anybody know a young person that can help me with that with a website yeah really <laughs> That's, uh, uh, i you tell know, people i'm like the oldest living geek you'll ever meet so i do some of that stuff from businesses that i business clients that i have too i was curious Unless you had something to ask him, BJ, I, I, no. okay. I was curious because, I mean, needless to say, since, you know, you've been doing this for many moons, times have changed a little bit. And I'm wondering if you, you I'm just curious to hear your commentary on like what you what you do, what you can do, what you do you do you censor yourself at all? Do you think about is this appropriate? I mean, is there any of that going on in your mind or no? You have to these days, right? It's just a different world. Uh, but I don't, I don't subscribe to the policy that comedy should be woke. You know, that's laughable in my opinion. And I definitely come from uh, an era where it was just entrenched in our brains. BJ can uh, back me on this. That uh, you know, free speech and any any topic is on the table. I remember I had a bit once all about burials and stuff. Things that aren't supposed to be funny can be funny. 
and uh, there shouldn't be any rules about what's you know but at that being said as far as uh straight up uh, racist comments and things there's a line and you have to decide where the line is i always thought the line was funny but these days the audiences don't agree with that so you do have to you do have to pick and choose carefully i might do a joke or two that are over the line and then do jokes about that like accepting from the audience their newfound uh unacceptance <laughs> with uh, uh you know talking and bringing up you know you can't cancel me for instance i I threatened go ahead cancel me you can't cancel me i was already canceled the show was canceled like the 90 you can't cancel somebody twice right. it's like double jeopardy on a murder charge <laughs> right right now, now see here's one thing that you've got too and, and i started comedy like 30 years ago, 35 years ago, when I first got into it. Now, your father was a comedian, so you were brought into the business, and it has really changed from your father's day to today. And the things some of these young comics talk about, <clears throat> I can't, I mean, you know, I have an open mind, and I, and I think. Well, know, now, wait a minute. Now, too, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Have you forgotten about the Friars Club roasts? Have you forgotten about the late shows? I don't think people realize because they look back at that era and they see, you know, they remember the Ed Sullivan show and everybody doing their TV material and stuff. But um, those Friars Club roasts were dirtier than anything that Sam Kinison ever said. <laughs> yeah, they, they, I'm serious. I'm serious. No, they were pretty absolutely harsh. right. I, I remember some of those old ones. Yeah, they were brutal. But they were hilarious too. I mean, they, you know, they were brutally, brutally hilarious. If that's my thing. dad was on the dais for those things. You know, he was uh, friends with, uh, you know, George Burns and stuff like that. And he was on the the George Burns Friars Club roast. But you know, that was the and he did a joke. Uh, recently, somebody sent me a book that had it quoted and everything, and it had it. You know, I was trying to picture my dad telling the joke, and it was that's so awesome. dirty. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, but. The thing is, though, uh, those guys, you know, actually knew each other and actually loved each other. And so they could say anything and any insult or any um, horrible joke that they would do was, in fact, picking on them. And it was with love. And at the end, they'd say something, you know, generally uh, truly emotional or, you know, about the impact that other person's had on their life and that kind of thing. And it was genuine. And that's the difference. I, I watch those Comedy Central roasts now, so don't get me wrong. They're entertaining, so don't get me wrong. Right. But but a lot of the people on the dais don't even know the celebrities. They've never even met them before. And they hit them so hard. And there's no, there's no genuine love there. It's just a cold showbiz thing, you know. And so that's what's missing from those those specials that they used to have on the original Friars roasts. But um but yeah, they were they were dirty back in those days too. Don't get oh yeah. <laughs> I don't they were dirty and they were but they weren't I guess I guess the difference what I see anyway, at least I feel anyway, you know, in the clubs 30 years ago, they were dirty, but now and, and maybe it's just I'm getting old, now they're vulgar though. Oh, well, all right, yeah. Man. Uh, Am I getting old, Skippy or, or Mark? I don't know. I guess it all depends on who. That's the thing. There's statistically, there's so many comedians now that it's not fair to say they're not funny because that's not fair because there's more funny comedians now than ever before in history. That's just a, st you know, statistical reality. Right. And uh, but of course, there's way more unfunny ones than ever before too, and so you've got this weird you know, the whole open mic phenomenon and all it's like, uh, 
it's just so di- yeah my dad would roll over if he realized because when he when he started and i don't even remember you know i'm talking when i talk about how dirty they were and stuff in the late show or i know a little bit about before my time uh, about the friars club roast and stuff because of my dad but um or even the ones i saw i remember going to a friars club roast my dad was on the dais for ed mcmahon and johnny carson you know called him a 300 pound tub of shit <laughs> And it was such a thrill for me to watch that. Uh, so I got to see some of it too. But um, but it's how do I how do I explain it? Um, before my time, I wouldn't really, you know, back in the old old days. Uh, I don't know when it became acceptable to get as uh, the way they do now. Right. Yeah. Because like I said. It's it's vulgar really was never welcome. Vulgar, although although some of those jokes at the first level are vulgar, they're just they are. Right, right. And I think, like you mentioned, there's so many the business of comedy, if you want to call it that, has gotten so big or whatever that I think I feel that the people, the the, the comedians feel like they have to do more and more and more create, you know, they're ratcheting up the level of crazy, stupid, wacky, insulting, vulgar stuff just to get noticed. They were, they were, there were all men shows back in those days too. We got to remember that that gave them a certain license to say anything. Right. Imagine that a time when the women weren't even allowed. I remember that was a big deal. Yeah, I was there yeah. in the seventies. That was my era when I was a little kid, you know, hanging out at the fire stuff and stuff when they had the, you know, when that changed over. Right. Now your mother was in showbiz too there for a while before she, and you can give the story too, because she changed occupations, obviously. She was a singer and she played in Las Vegas for, you know, had a contract for a whole year at the desert Inn and stuff like that. Uh, she did all kinds of stuff, toured everywhere, had recorded records and, you know, did her thing and uh and that's how she met my dad they you know it wasn't uncommon for the singer and the comedian to be on the bill together in fact that was almost always the way it was there was never more than one comic in my dad's era uh the whole comedy club notion of either three comics or you know in the big cities you know 800 comics a night is uh something that was really born out of the the improv and catch rising star and all that in the comedy store mm-hmm. then your mother became a which is kind of funny in the entertainment industry, maybe, but she went on to be a cop. She hated showbiz so much that she'd rather have uh, the mafia shooting at her. Wow. <laughs> she, she would go undercover and stuff. My mom did a lot of, a, a lot of bullshit. She was uh, a, um, you know, she worked for the prosecutor's office and everything like that. And she was. Um, where was that, by the way, where, where did she do that work? On the East Coast. Okay. Um, but wow. uh yeah, she did a lot of dangerous shit and she just hate that's just how much she hated agents and managers and bookers. And you know, it was a different era too, as far as women goes. They didn't get a lot of respect. It wasn't hashtag me too, it was hashtag show us your hoo-hoo. It was the madmen generation, you know. And um, and that really got to her, you know, it really did. And so um, she wanted something stable and a lot of it was for me, you know, she um, went to school and, uh, you know, took good care of me. She went to school after I was born to become a police officer. She had to go to through all the training and stuff, the police academy and all that crazy stuff. That's, uh, you know, very difficult for a woman. She was very strong, real, real badass. Wow. That's awesome. Now, she a wore story. A bullet, bulletproof bra. Bulletproof bra. <laughs> 
a story I've never really asked you, and we've never really discussed. How did you get your? You know, obviously, you know, you came from a an entertainment family, but how did you get your break? And I would say that is your break to be on, um, you know, Family Ties, and you know, she, some big stars uh, my, came out of that my show. My mom had it all mapped out for me, and sometimes, you know, I say to myself, I should have listened to my mother. Um, which is not a bad idea, kids, if you're listening. Always listen to your mother. And the flip side of that, of course, never listen to your father. <laughs> but um, I uh, just was all about showbiz. And part of it was that she hated showbiz. And 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 she grew to hate my dad. She hated my dad. And uh, I love my dad. I love show business. And so they got divorced. And when they got divorced, I had the option of staying in New Jersey and going to Cornell and, you know, having a very, I'd be super successful today if I just followed my mother's plan and strategy for me. And, uh, but I didn't, I had the, the allure was too strong. Could you blame me? No. I had that option. I had that option. Do your homework, you know, have a beautiful 10 speed bike, <laughs> go to the, go to the, to the parties and the enjoy life and, right. and, and get your degree and blah, blah, blah. And right. instead it was, um, there was Hollywood and uh, hanging out at the comedy store. The There was a Westwood comedy store not far from where my dad lived with his. Um, she went on to become my stepmom. But at that point, they were it was boyfriend and girlfriend. So it was his girlfriend. They lived together and I moved out with them and their apartment was walking distance. I mean, I'm not kidding. If I told you it was like 20 blocks from the Westwood comedy store. And the Westwood Comedy Store was something that was put together in the probably the late 70s, early 80s. And it was um, the concept was that kids from UCLA could go there. That's where we live, near UCLA. Mm -hmm. And so in order for college kids to get in, they didn't have a liquor license. So the way they set it up was they serve food and they serve beer and wine. And you could get in at any age. It was like a restaurant. Okay. There was no rule that you had to be 21 to get in. And so at 14 years old, I started hanging out at the comedy store uh, and, uh, you know, met the comics. And I, uh, OK, so before that, I had already uh, gotten on TV. It's a, a weird thing. But when I met the comics and stuff, I already had been on Family Ties. So there was some interest in meeting me and my dad's history and stuff uh, was everybody was curious. Yeah, because how did you get on? I mean, obviously you auditioned, but how did that so process So I came out to then? visit before I actually moved out. I came out to visit my dad. And we we went together to the comedy store. My dad was very influential for me for comedy. He used to take me to see great comedians and go to a lot of trouble, too, because he'd have a show and he'd drop me off and go do his show, pick me up. And then we'd go to his late show and in the Catskills, you know. And so he would take me to see Robert Klein you know, old timers like Jackie Mason. Wow. Just amazing shows. Yeah. And um, he would. Uh, and so he he took me to his friend who played the grumpy dad on Laverne and Shirley. And his name was Phil Foster. And anybody that remembers Laverne and Shirley remembers the grumpy dad, Mr. DeFazio. Mm -hmm. And uh, but he was. um he was actually a, a sweetheart guy and he was an old time comedian. People don't realize that too. He came from that, you know, he did stand up on Ed Sullivan and stuff like that. And, uh, 
and so he was friends with my dad. So he he kind of took me under his wing like a, a like a nephew. Although he's famous for having started a lot of bigger careers than mine. He he really did help people like Tom Hanks and all kinds of people. But um, but he helped me. He brought me in to watch them make Laverne and Shirley. So he saw I was just blown away, and I was there. They were trying to make the bit funny and working on the physical stuff you know how do we do this and i'll lift you and then i watched them working on it and having been a huge fan of the show i'm a little kid it's the 70s or whatever late 70s i'm you know it's just a mind-blowing experience you know and oh my god there's fonzie you know that kind of thing and so he said he said uh well do you want to you want to hang out here all week because after the one day he saw i was just too enthralled and i said yeah that's i do (laughs) he said all right you can go anywhere on the lot all week. And if anybody asks you, you tell them you're Phil Foster's nephew to leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, man. And I went and they were doing bosom buddies at that moment. And uh, I met Tom Hanks and stuff and who came over. He was virtually unknown to me. I, I didn't know who he was, but he did shtick and stuff because he saw a little kid watching them shoot and work at Mindy and the, the special effects. And, you know, there was the... Uh, I get confused sometimes about what exactly was there. I know Happy Days was there. Uh, that was a big one. And um, I got to see all that and became comfortable with the process, uh, somewhat comfortable over the course of a week of, you know, how what it takes to make a sitcom. And Family Ties was shot at the same lot at Paramount Studios, the same, like, two studios over from where the studios were. Maybe the, one of the very same studios, maybe exactly where they had done Bosom Buddies or something, you know? And... Uh, and so when I auditioned for Family Ties, it was very comfortable for me, and it gave me a real edge. And even though we didn't know, or my dad didn't really know anybody from Family Ties, it was just, I, you know, I had that experience to help. Absolutely. So you got it from an audition then? I got it from an I came in and I auditioned, yeah. Okay, so I had been on, uh, yeah, I came in and I auditioned. And it was just a one-time only role. And I came in, I did the role, and then they offered me a second time. And I remember I was so blown away. They invited me back, and it was so cool. And then the network, um, I had gone on the Merv Griffin show as a stand-up comedian. And I was a little, because that's another part of what I was doing back then, is I I would deal stage time at the Western Comedy Store and do stand-up as a young teenager. Now that's so common. We see so many young teenagers on the internet and stuff doing stand-up. But at the time, it was like, oh, really? There's like only been three teenage comedians before you, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> there were some, I mean, young teenagers. There were a lot of guys, you know, Jim Carrey and all that stuff that were so young when they showed up. And um, and so anyway, that was that I had done the stand-up on the Merv Griffin show, and they invited me in for uh, NBC to meet them, and then NBC kind of prodded family ties to go ahead and up the ante with me a little bit and make it more of a contracted regular kind of, they call it recurring regular, which I thought until maybe 10 months ago, that was reoccurring regular. I never even understood it was a different word. (laughs) I didn't spend much time at the school on the set. Now, now family ties, I don't know, is there a streaming service or something that still plays today? Or I know obviously somewhere it's playing. Yeah, they got, 
Pluto and different channels and things. And it's uh, it's interesting. It doesn't play as much as like Seinfeld and stuff like that. But uh, that, uh, but it's an '80s time capsule. It definitely captures the '80s. There's no question about it. You watch that show, and every episode, the hairstyles, the references, the music, all that stuff. It's very right. Um, and and in fact, it went from '82 to '90. It was the '80s. Oh wow. So how many how many seasons were you a regular then? Or so uh, one and two, I did a few episodes, and then they, I guess, three through seven, they made me the recurring regular. Because I remember seeing you a lot uh, during watching that program. That's awesome. That's awesome. I lucked out. I lucked out. I had a lot of my most, uh, my biggest episodes at the height of its uh, success, which, uh, you know, had so much to do with, uh, and thank you, Bill Cosby, by the way, for turning into America's predator <laughs> after being America's dad. Uh, making it difficult for me anywhere. Now I'm instantly suspect, right? Oh, what's, what's his depravity? Mm. <laughs> I bet you Skippy inappropriately touches puppies. <laughs> hey, now, now, do you get any royalties from any of any of those airplays that still play today? Or, um, yeah, I don't want to brag, but they because uh, and it's oh, not come crazy. on, brag. It's not crazy amounts of money either. It's just a little bit every once in a while, but it's something, and nobody can complain about that. Imagine, you know. Imagine if one of the comedy clubs we played at in 1987 still somehow paid us even yeah. anything. Still send <laughs> they didn't even pay us the first time. <laughs> right. That'd be awesome. Yeah, still send you money. Great. <laughs> so, but it, 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 it goes, it, it dwindles down. The, you know, they don't send the truck to drop off the cash anymore. Now it yeah, comes no. in the regular, in the form yeah. of a small check. Sometimes the checks are so small. You wonder, is it worth it for them to even send it? It's like, you know, a dollar five or something. You're like, wait a second, the stamp is 80 cents. Now let's see if I can get some nitty gritty out of you. Now it's, it's, it's well known that on uh, the um, Brady bunch, there was some hanky panky going on during, you know, on the set. How about family ties? Well, you know, besides me and Meredith Baxter, Bernie, of course, uh, no, there was, there was just uh dreams of it on my part because i was so in love with <laughs> the girl that played mallory justine bateman that was real i don't think america ever questioned the you know if i really was uh, enamored oh so you were then uh, really I, I you know i know that was the going joke on the show but you know i know we've talked about it before but i now now i'm getting a whole new you know aspect of it so you were actually uh would have would have if, if the opportunity would arose no, you don't understand. I was a couple of years, just a couple of, I don't want to make it out like she's so much older than me, but I'm just like a couple of years younger than her. And uh, you got to remember when you're 14 and she's 16 and she's the hot ingenue and I'm the nerd, <laughs> I didn't have a chance. <laughs> yeah, but you were playing a nerd. You weren't a nerd, were you? Or I actually, you? I, on that set, I was the, I was the nerd. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. I tell you, you've had, you've had an awesome life, my friend. You really have. And, uh, I love talking. I can't to complain. You. I can't complain, but uh, like the Joe Walsh song says, sometimes I still do. It's been good <laughs> but so uh, but it's um, it's yeah, it's it's definitely great, and uh, I do enjoy uh, the traveling around to the beautiful places and stuff. I, one of my gigs just took me to um, St. Thomas, and I was able to hang out in St. Thomas for a few days, and I I go discover. I don't. I'm a big. Uh, you know, go out into the a little further than most tourists do, and find some really beautiful stuff. That's my thing, and so I there 
St. Thomas, no different. I went to the other side of the island. I went to a beach that a lot of people don't know about. I had to hike to get to it. And it was magnificent. It was like a scene from Castaway or something. There was nobody at this beautiful beach. Nice. Nice. Well, that was the highlight of this year so far. Um, let's see. Last year, what would be? There were so many highlights. Of, uh, I mean, Oregon and Washington State are some of my favorites. And I'm going back there again this year. I go every year. That's some of the most beautiful stuff there is. And are you and are you posting these adventures on your uh, social media stuff? Can we look you up to find your latest uh, visits? You, you, maybe some photos. I don't do the full on uh, YouTube and uh, Facebook yeah, no, reels fine, and things. Yeah. I should, of course. Everyone else does, uh, you know. But um, but you know, hey, the people that call me to be on podcasts are still on the radio. <laughs> We're, yeah, well, they're uh, audio yeah. only. You know, I, I don't know. like it. But yeah. but see, I, I, I'm 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 so old anymore. I'm retired from everything. In fact, uh, I did my very last show before COVID hit. That was on the leap year, which was uh, February 29th, and my last show was at Porky's Comedy Club. And you, Mark Price, know who the headliner was the last night I worked a stage. That is amazing because that was the last night any of us worked before COVID <laughs> took over. Yeah. Uh, it was really right after that. It was about a week later that they closed the NBA. Remember that there was that one day where everybody in the middle of the game, in the middle oh, of shite. the freaking game, they, they shut it down. Everybody was like, Oh, shite. This yep. is serious now. Yep. But in, interesting story. Um, uh, my girlfriend got a, uh, text, uh, a, uh, audio text. No, 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 it wasn't an audio text. Please forgive me. It was a message. It was an audio message on her cell phone and it said um it was like to somebody else it was like uh, hi tracy uh this is uh my niece and um you know how uh, bob works at the state department well something is going down and i don't even know how to explain it but go out and get supplies for at least two weeks if not more maybe even four weeks get a lot of supplies because they're going to close everything down everybody's going to be stuck in their house and I swear to God, she like laid it all out in this message. This came in in like January. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And we didn't know what to f make of it, of course, at that moment. When the, there was no COVID. There was no, we didn't know. And so we thought, I, I was thinking, oh, it's some sort of a, like somebody put out a mass thing to create a panic or something. I, I don't know what it was. I thought maybe somebody viciously had this recorded message that was just going to everybody, you know, randomly. Um, but in the end, it turned out it really was just a wrong number. And wow. uh, the, she knew exactly what she was. The State Department people knew. Wow. What a shock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not really a shock. At this point, we know people move <laughs> right. stocks. Right. People made a lot of money at that point. You know, Right. You could have you could have done nothing but buy toilet paper and then resold it for 100 bucks <laughs> the next year. Yeah. What about stock and hand sanitizer? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's you know, the, pro we'll the problem is us us transplant uh, patients i have a heart and a kidney transplant we were using you know hand sanitizer all along because we have weak immune systems now it's like heck everybody's trying to do what i've been doing for the last 10 years what's going on here well, <laughs> oh well. now now they have to light your hands on fire <laughs> that's pretty much yeah yeah dunk them in gasoline all right boys uh, always 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 a pleasure talking with you skippy uh mark price from Family Ties and, of course, comedy clubs across America. 
Uh, good friend. I, I just always enjoy talking to you and always enjoy spending time with you. So I appreciate so much for you coming on the podcast. Thank you guys so much. If anybody wants to visit or see what I'm up to, ijoke.com, I-J-O-K-E.com takes you to my site. And uh, there, there's a calendar and, uh, you know, little videos of the show and all that kind of stuff. We Next time you're in Florida, let's get together, buddy. I look forward to that. That might be uh, sooner than later. We'll let you know if a ship, if my ship comes in. <laughs> and then <laughs> I understand I'm going back whatever. In, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All good. In October, too. I think I'm coming back in October, too. So, um, yeah. And then every season, of course, because that's the law. That's yeah, the law. That's the law. Ladies and gentlemen. Snowbird <laughs> law. There you go. Mark that's Price, me. I guess, this week. We appreciate the heck out of that. It's been here, awesome. Here, the last thing I'll say. Okay, here, I'm grabbing go one. Go for more. it. It's I, I live in L.A. and I'm 56 now, which when you live in L.A. and you're in your 50s, you're a dinosaur. And I love Florida because I go there and boom, spring chicken. <laughs> That's it. That Look how he it. walks to the car and back. So felt. <laughs> <laughs> no walker, no wheelchair, no scooter like somebody else on this podcast. All right. So I have a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> you're a rascal. You always were. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen have a great week we appreciate it we appreciate our guest mark price and we will see you again next week and until then it's just up to bj odom to say see ya with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.